I just want people to know one thing, and that is that God seriously loves them. Everybody and God bless. As always, I am your host, Arturo Moreno, and you are listening to the Barefoot Bible Podcast, a grungy guide to Christianity. So here at the Barefoot Bible Podcast, we like to talk about a lot of things, all those things ranging from theology to faith issues to biblical worldview topics and how to approach cultural issues biblically, all sorts of things. But if there's one thing I don't want this podcast to be. It is a constant educational spiel. And what I mean by that is I don't want you guys to feel as the listeners that you are sitting in a classroom all the time. Now, obviously this podcast is going to be educational purely because it's talking about the things of God. And as we learn about the things of God, you're going to learn about the things of God. And so obviously, yes, there is going to be some education to this, but I don't want it to be some cookie cutter classroom where all I do is just talk and overload you guys with information. And I'm not taking away from that. The world needs that. But today's topic is one that I have just been burning on fire with today. I really have been. I don't have any notes in front of me. I have nothing prepared. I just wanted to get on here, and I want to talk to you guys about one thing. The love of God. If there is anything that I want you guys to get out of this podcast, anything at all, I want you guys to understand one thing. It's that God absolutely loves you. I can sit here, and I can talk about what is good theologically about A, or how do we approach doctrinally B, whatever. I can answer all of your questions. I can talk about the most intellectual aspects of Scripture and what makes the Bible the Bible and how do we know that Jesus was prophesied. But if I don't talk to you about the love of God, I feel like I'm almost failing in my mission. This is not just for people who are lost, but this is for anybody, anybody listening, anybody in the body, no matter where you are. And, and some of you may be confident in the fact that God seriously loves you. And that's awesome. Praise God. Keep running with that. Keep running with that until the end of your life, until you move on to the next one. Don't ever lose that at all. But some of you listening might not understand that. Some of you might view God through the lens of a God who is this wrathful, judgmental being. And God does pour his wrath on situations. God does rightly and righteously judge situations. But if you don't know or understand just the love of God, then you are missing out on a serious thing in your faith. 
serious thing. I know I say this to like everything I talk about. Every, every single episode, I feel like what I'm telling you is the most important thing. But especially this is one of the most important things. Your identity as a believer and a follower of Jesus is found purely in the fact that he loves you. Your salvation is purely based on the fact that he loves you. Everything is based on the fact that he is love and he absolutely is in love with you. 100%. 100%. He loves you. Absolutely he loves you. Let me see here. Looking at um this one link that I know, I just kind of have it saved. And, and this is going to be a more relaxed listening episode, by the way, guys. My, my tone is, is going to be very calm. And that's because I'm not trying to cram through a lot or try to say everything within a time frame. Usually I speak with a little bit more of an urgency, but I, I don't know. I just want to take the time here just to talk about this. Just to share my heart on this. And really, I want to open the door for God and Holy Spirit to just absolutely move through me with this. Because there is no rush. There is no rush. And so, I'm not going to rush. There is no rush to finding out how much God loves you. I could sit and listen to Him tell me He loves me for hours on end and it not even be a single issue so if y'all were expecting maybe a bit of a more i guess content packed episode my apologies to you but this has just been on my heart god loves you i'm gonna say that a thousand times i'm looking at first john and first john is incredible John speaks in this way that is absolutely manic, but but he, I think out of everybody besides, well, I don't know, Paul talked about this a lot too, but the love of God, I, I think John seriously captures this idea that God loves us and that through that we love one another. It, it's beautiful. I don't know where I'm going with this. Just going to let you know. But we're going to see what God has. 1 John 4, 9-11. through 11, I'm just looking at it. And um, I don't normally read from the NIV. But that's the version that's on this website that I clicked on. This is how God showed His love among us. He sent His one and only Son into the world that we might live through Him. This is love. Not that we loved God but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. That is verse 10. I'm going to repeat that again because it's just absolutely powerful. John defines love here. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. 
That is beautiful. And yes, I am tearing up at that. Because that's just so beautiful. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. I could end this episode right there, and I'd be totally okay with it. (laughs) Wow. It's just so beautiful to think how much God loves you. Also in 1 John, check this out, this is cool. 1 John 4.16 And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. This is also the NIV. I think every verse on this page I'm looking at is NIV. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. There's just so many of these verses, man. It's just... Do any of you guys get hung up like the way I'm getting hung up right now? Do any of you guys ever, like when you come across something, if I could just relate to you guys for a little bit, when, when you come across something in Scripture and it just sticks to you and it's just there and it doesn't leave and it's wonderful... I, I'm just looking. That's that's how I'm feeling right now with this. If you don't know that God loves you, I want to assure you that he does. He loves you so incredibly much. So incredibly much. Hmm. Wow. You know, the, the coolest thing about it is, going back to that verse, the, where was it? 1 John 4, 9 through 11, specifically chapter 4, verse 10, where it says, not that we love God, but that he loved us. I remember when I was an enemy of God. And I'm not going to go into the details of it, because I don't have to. But I was an enemy of God. I did not love him. I wanted nothing to do with him. But he loved us and sent us his son. He loved me and sent me his son. Mm. Wow. If I could define, just by using two words, two words on how it is that God loves you, I would define it this way. I would say that God defiantly and radically loves you. Actually, I would flip that radically and defiantly loves you. And I'm going to explain that. But it's going off of this verse here. I just, I'm just... 1 John 4.10 is sticking to me. And I, I'm just feeling this. Just I believe the Lord is moving on this. That this is love. Not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Like I said... I don't want to give you my opinions. I don't want to give you Arturo at all. I don't want to at all. And I'm not when I say that he radically and defiantly loves you. I'm not saying my opinion in that. It's right there, right there in scripture. Listen to it again. 
This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Did you catch that? Not that we loved God. I can't remember what verse it is off the top of my head. To be honest with you, I'm really bad with chapter and verse. But I can tell you that somewhere in there, and if you know your word, you're going to know exactly the verse that I'm talking about here when I say this, but maybe it's in Romans. I don't know. Like I said, I'm bad with chapter and verse. But it says that before we were in Christ, we were enemies of God. I wish I could remember that off the top of my head, what verse that is, but I I can't. (laughs) Anyways, not trying to get hung up on that. But before we were sons of God, we were enemies of God. You see, it's not that we are children of God beforehand. We're children of the world. We don't belong to God before we come to Christ. And that is a big mistake that people make. We actually have no right, if you're not in Jesus, to call yourself a child of God. I know that sounds harsh and unfair, but that's true. The book of Hebrews tells us, now we have earned the rights to be called children of God. Because we are in Christ. So what about all the time beforehand? Well, Jesus also said, no one comes to the Father unless the Father first draws him. What does that mean? That means, well, you are an active enemy of the Lord, that God, who is love, God, who is love, was drawing you to him. Why? You weren't of him. You weren't a son or a daughter at that time because he loves you. God radically and defiantly loves you. How does he radically love you? It's incredibly radical. And and let's, here, I'll pull up radical, not caps lock, a radical, sorry, radical definition. So here we go. The definition of radical. Relating to or affecting the fundamental nature of something far-reaching or thorough. And then down in the little sub-definition here, it says forming an inherent or fundamental part of the nature of someone or something. Forming an inherent or fundamental part of the nature of someone, of God. The nature of God is love because God is love. Therefore, God radically loves you. So how does God defiantly love you, right? That sounds weird. God being defiant. Yeah. (laughs) That definitely sounds weird. But here, take a look at this. Defiantly definition. In a manner that shows open resistance or bold disobedience. Now, obviously, God is not disobedient because you have no authority over him. So we're going to go with in a manner that shows open resistance to something. For defiantly. 
I know in my life that I really, really fought against the Lord in, in more than one way. Not only my words, but also my thoughts and my actions and everything I did. You know, I was in music, and so I said some things on stage specifically about God that probably weren't the nicest things back in those days. But it didn't matter. God kept coming after me. As much as I resisted him, he resisted me even further with love, with the way that he loves me. The Bible says this love that he has lavished upon us. And that is a beautiful representation, I think, of this. No matter how much you fight him, no matter how much, even now, I mean, uh, let's just be honest. We're people, we're imperfect, okay? I'm not going to get on some podcast and, and have some platform just to paint myself looking perfect, right? This is a grungy guide to Christianity. I'm not perfect. My editing isn't perfect. My recording format's not perfect. Heck, this microphone I'm using probably ain't perfect. I know the Mac that I'm recording this on ain't perfect. It's got a bunch of problems, things old. Most importantly, though, people, we are not perfect. Let's just be real. There are times today where I resisted God. It, it just happens, right? It's not like something I try to do, but it's it's that carnal flesh that I deal with. He wanted to talk to me and I was like, I really don't want to talk to you right now, God. But I did because he kept poking at me. He kept, he's like, Hey, I want to talk to you. You know, it's okay. But he defiantly loves us. He defiantly loves me, you, everybody. That's a beautiful thing. How wonderful is it to know that no matter how much we resist him, God's love it's just always going to be there, poking at us. Now, I know that the final day of judgment is coming, and that on that day, things get applied a little different. But as long as we are here on this earth, He loves us. Even to the end of the age, He loves us. 100% He loves us. Paul says probably some of the craziest things in the book of Romans. I got it up here on this page. In Romans 8, 37 through 39, 38, sorry. For I am convinced that neither life nor death, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God. And specifically the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. The one who we come to him through. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God. Why? Because He radically and defiantly loves you. Please understand that. God radically and defiantly loves you. Hmm. Hmm. And you know what's so beautiful about that? Is that... That is such an empowering thing. 
that is such an empowering thing. And there's things that come about in our lives because we love God and because God loves us. This is something we can rely on, literally 1 John 4, 16. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. We know and rely on the love God has for us. Rely on that. Hmm. Hmm. And you know the most beautiful thing about all of this? I think. I was reading this article. Let me go pull it up. It's on my Facebook. I was reading this article. And... Uh, it was about Rich Mullins, just, just things we can learn from the life of Rich Mullins. Specifically, he was painting it towards musicians and artists, but as I was reading it, he said something that stood out to me that I think can apply to all of us, and it, and it kind of goes hand in hand with this here. Scroll down to it. Where is it at? Here we go. I wrote a blog post on my Facebook, and my, my personal Facebook, not, not the Barefoot Bible page. But this is what he said. I want you to listen to this. and I'm going to turn it around to where it fits all of us. He says, If you are a Christian artist pursuing art that is labeled Christian or faith-based or even spiritual for any reason other than in response to the love of God, then there is a good chance that you are in the wrong business. I would say that applies to everybody. Everybody. Everything. Honestly. And here's why. Because we know it and we rely on it. We know God loves us and we rely on the fact that God loves us. And so the decisions we make in our lives are in direct response to the way God loves us. So I would challenge you, honestly... That if you are doing something, whatever it is that you are pursuing, if you are doing it for some motivation other than the fact that it is a direct response to the way that God loves you, you might be doing it for the wrong reasons. And it's okay to come to terms with that. I had to come to terms with that many times. I still do music today. I'm a worship leader. And I had to learn a lot that it's not about myself. I had to learn that it's not because of my talent or my vocal abilities or my skills on the guitar. It's because I love God because God loves me. Everything in life should be a response to that. And again, that is not my opinion. I'm trying to do my best to pump the scripture at you. It's because we know and rely on the fact that God loves us and we respond to him with whatever it is that we do. Rich Mullins, going back to Rich Mullins, the guy was an interesting person. He he was someone who was very troubled in the music industry, just if you don't know him and but but he also was an incredible musician, but he didn't achieve commercial success until like after he left his label and all of that. And he struggled with a lot of things, a lot of turmoil. And and he went on this retreat with Brennan Manning, who was a mentor figure in his life. If you haven't heard Brennan Manning's sermons, 
on what he calls the ragamuffin gospel and the way that God loves you, go listen to that. He's probably doing a heck of a better job than me. I don't know if he's with the Lord or not, but you can find it on YouTube. But, but anyways, Rich Mullins, after going on this retreat with Brennan Manning, he decided what he was going to do. And it wasn't because he sat there and think, what do I really want to do? No, no, it wasn't about that at all. It wasn't, what should I do? What's the most practical thing to do? He just responded to God's love for him because it was during that little retreat that he took that God's love really punched him in the face. and He really got hit with it. And he understood how radically and defiantly God loved him no matter what. And it was beautiful. He decided that he was going to go and live on a Native American reservation and teach the kids there how to play music. Why? Because God loved him and that's how he responded to it. I'm just going to let y'all know, this might give me some flack for some of my listeners, but that's okay. I'm a pretty charismatic guy. And what I mean by that is I don't mean that I'm some crazy, loose theology, you know, flinging my tongue all over the place type of person. No, 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 no. By no means at all. If you can't tell by the previous six episodes, obviously the word of God is very dear to me and so is theology and so is learning about the things of God and having an actual theological doctrinal understanding of what it's telling us to do and paying my worldview on the Bible. But I go to this church in Dallas called Upper Room. Some of you may have heard of it, some of you may not. It, it's interesting how many people have or how many people haven't. Um, and, I, and I say that only because my church has gotten some recent exposure worldwide, which is incredible. Praise God. And he's really moving through this place. But one of our leaders, his name is Corey Russell. And I love Corey to death. He, he's absolutely incredible. He's amazing. I don't know if any of you guys have ever actually experienced what it like feels like to get hit with the presence of God. It is a legitimate thing. I've experienced it. It's not a sensational thing. Some of you may make the case that it is, but I promise you that it's not. If you truly experienced it, you're with me. You know what I'm talking about. But when you get hit with the with the presence of God, you're at the mercy of it. And, and I don't mean that you're not in control of your body by any means. That, that's weird. To say that, but rather your direct response is most likely going to be in response to the presence. That's not an unbiblical thing. David's response to the presence of God being brought into Jerusalem was that he danced until his clothes fell off and he was in the streets naked. His loincloth fell off. Some translations even specify his loincloth fell off. Dude was nude in the streets, dancing shamelessly. Thousands of people in Jerusalem, the whole parade, the, the Levitical priests carrying. So so responding to the presence of God in an unusual way, it's totally biblical. Don't let anyone tell you that it's not. But Corey does this thing, and it's the funniest thing. He'll start kind of rubbing his knees, and he'll eventually like do this thing where he goes, Ho! Like that. Oh! He, he just does that. <laughs> I know that sounds really weird. Believe me. When I heard it for the first time, it was weird. But I know him. I know his heart. He's not trying to be weird. He's just responding to the presence of God. It's a beautiful thing. My pastor, Michael Miller, he does this thing. And I love this. In worship, when the presence of God hits him, 
he does this little whistle thing and and even Michael Culliano's a Jesus image. I don't know if any of you guys know him. He's even said several times, he's like, I hear that whistle and I know exactly who it is that's in the room. They're like the best of friends and, and it's beautiful. But Michael does this thing here. Just that. That's all he does. And that's his response. Your response to the love of God may look like something like that. Your response to the love of God may be, maybe I want to go and live on a Native American reservation and teach music to the Native American kids. My response to the love of God was that I wanted to start a podcast and that I'm also pursuing Him as I lead worship. My response to His love is that here in less than a month, I'm going to be attending a ministry school here in Dallas. Why? Not because I think you need a ministry school to do anything. Obviously, I've said multiple times I'm not even formally educated in these matters. But you can see, just not to toot my own horn, but just the fruit of my response to the love of God. That's all this is. And why? Why? Because God radically and defiantly loves me. It's all because he loves me. If God didn't love me, I wouldn't give him the time of day. I wouldn't. How many people in your own life do you not give the time of day because they're incredibly rude or because they don't make you feel valued? We're humans. It's okay. It's perfectly fine. Not really. I mean, in the sense that it's just okay to be honest. It's not okay to be rude back to people. But just to be honest, how many of you would be around your spouse or your girlfriend or boyfriend if they didn't give you the time of day, if they didn't express their love towards you in any way at all? I know you wouldn't do it. <laughs> it's We're conditional that way. We're people. So trust me, if God didn't love me, I would. what would be the point? But see, it's only because he loves me. It's only because he loves me that I'm doing this. That I'm living my life in the way that I do. That I get wild when I worship him because I'm so excited. It's because he loves me. And I love that he loves me. He loves you. Every single one of you. Even if you don't believe in him and you're listening right now, and maybe you do actively oppose him. Maybe you want to prove Christians wrong. Maybe you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking that I'm an idiot and I have no idea what I'm talking about. I don't know. I don't know who listens to this thing or the lives of each and every individual that is paying attention to what I'm saying, but he loves you. Be confident in that. Know that. Trust that. Know and rely on the love God has for you. Why? Because God is love. And whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. I know that this is not a conventional episode. But this whole episode and, and why I'm doing this, why? Because God's love was abundant before I started recording. It really was. And that's why I'm doing this. This very episode is a response to the love of God. 
I was actually going to talk about favor. <laughs> I was going to talk about the biblical aspects of favor. Lord willing, I'll do that the next episode, unless he puts something else on my heart. But God is love, and God loves you. That's all there is to it. If there are any of you that are struggling with this, any of you, I just want to let you know that it is my prayer absolutely 100% in this moment that God's love for you will become so apparent, will become so overwhelmingly abundant in your life right now in the name of Jesus that you can't help but respond to it in the most wonderful way. And not only that you would respond to it, but in a way that is so unlike yourself that you would know that you truly have encountered something that would make you do something beyond your reasoning. It's incredibly stupid to get on a podcast with no notes. To just talk. Not all the time. But some of the time. It's good to be prepared. But this is my response. I don't think there's much else that I could add to what I'm saying. I've been going for, what's my time say right now? 35 minutes. Going for 35 minutes. I think that's good enough. So I want to charge you guys. If you don't know the love of the Lord, I want to challenge you. I'm not going to give you a time set. There is no time frame for this. But just do it. I want you to sit alone with God every single day. And I want you to just sit in his presence, invite him to yourself. Uh, just, just clear your mind and listen for his voice. And specifically ask him, Abba, Father, how much do you love me? He might not speak the first time, at least in a way that you can hear. Actually, you might not hear him. I'm not going to say he won't speak. I believe God always speaks. We just have a problem hearing him. So you might not hear him the first time. You might not hear him the second time or the third time after that. But if God can radically and defiantly love you with such persistence as to continually draw you to him, Like it says, anyone who comes to the Father comes because the Father first drew him to himself. If he can do that, the whole entire time you resist him, I think that if you, with the same amount of tenacity, just get determined to sit before him and have him reveal to you how much he actually loves you, you'll be amazed. I 100% guarantee it. You will be. I've never regretted getting before God and saying, God, what are the wonderful things you have to say about me as your son? How much do you love me? He is faithful every single time to answer you. So that is my charge. I don't usually charge you guys with anything. I don't usually do this. But the Lord's doing all kinds of cool things today. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and end the episode. I 
As always, I really hope that this episode has been a blessing to you. I really hope that specifically this episode is my prayer, my sincere prayer, that you guys would understand just the incredible love God has for you. Lord Jesus, show them in your name. Show them in your name. I just speak his love into your life. The appearance of it. The abundance of it. I declare Shimona over it. And I don't mean a Michael Jackson lyric. It is the number eight, which also is a word, Shimona, in Hebrew, it means abundance. Abundance. Shimona. His love would be abundant in your life. In Jesus' name. That is my prayer. As always, if you guys like what we're doing, and not every episode is going to be like this, but yeah, not every episode is going to be like the other episodes have been. But if you guys really love what we're trying to do here, and that's just present the things of God in the most raw and real perspective possible, subscribe. Tell your friends about it. Do it. I really believe that God is going to use this podcast in a lot of great ways. A lot of great ways. He already has been using this podcast in a lot of great ways. We have over 100 listens, which I've been speaking to some of my other friends that are that are content creators, and they say that that's actually incredible. And so praise God, this podcast is moving. It's getting off the ground. People are listening to it. And so to all of you who listen continually, thank you so much. I couldn't do this without you. You are who I do it for. Obviously, I do everything unto God and for God, but this is to bless you guys. This is not to, to, to bless me. I could just sit alone by myself and, and look at the Bible and read it and just sit there in awe and in wonder over something. I really could. I want to talk about it because I'm just overwhelmed by the things that I experience and by the love of God in my life. So if you guys like what we're doing, subscribe. Share it with your friends. We are on Apple, on Google, and on Spotify. If you guys don't know, also, um, on my social media, and that's all of our Barefoot Bible social media, I posted this link, and that is the Linktree link. Instead of me posting the links every single time an episode releases, I'm just going to post it an episode is released. And actually, if you go and you click on that link, um, on Facebook, I believe it's the learn more button. And then on Twitter and on Instagram, it's actually down in the bio and it's like link.tree slash barefoot Bible podcast or something along those lines. Click on it and that will give you a, that'll take you to a little window where you're going to see buttons that are Apple, Google, Spotify, and that'll take you to the show page on each of those platforms. That way it'll be a lot easier for you guys to find them or for you to share with your friends, but hopefully you subscribe, uh, which means that you will actually get notified every single time we post a new episode. And as of right now, the episodes are going to be coming out every single Monday. So every single Monday, an episode is going to come your way. Make sure you're subscribed because you don't want to miss a single one. So I thank you guys so much for just sitting here with me on this episode. I know it's an unconventional episode, but that's okay. God is very unconventional in the way that he moves sometimes. So, God bless you guys. I love you so much. And God loves you as well. Have a blessed week. And I will see all of you next time here on the Barefoot Bible Podcast.